It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Candace Bergen. the Muppets. We watched the Candace Bergen episode of The Muppet Show from 1976, November 27th, 1976 to be more specific. I looked that up because I was like, oh, I bet you it was a couple days after Thanksgiving. Was right? It? I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember. I did. I do have one fun fact okay. from the day of this episode. And I have some light Muppet news for us. Oh my god. Going down the road too. It's going to be a good one. Alright, so let's start off with the synopsis of this episode, Ooh. episode 115, Let's Candace Bergen. Fozzie brings a series of deliveries to Kermit, pestering the frog with lousy gags. Okay. I think this is like the laziest It's a very lazy plot re- synopsis. It is. And you know what? There was no like continuation with Candace Bergen. It was really sort of choppy with her. They just inserted her. They're like, all right. Yeah. And it felt like they were doing stuff that they could have there could have been, like, a feminist through line for this episode. Is she, like, a major femme? I don't... Not that I like know. Like, Brown, I know, was, like, a... Was yes. Groundbreaking. Right? Groundbreaking. Glass ceiling shattering. Yeah. The whole nine. Like, and it was throughout the entire tenure of the series. It ran for ten seasons, and then it came wow. back a few years ago for an eleventh. That, like, I guess no one gave even, a shit about. I know, but you know what? Even AbFab has done that, and it's like, you know how obsessed I am with AbFab? And it's like, you watch them, and they're like, all right. And it's like one of those, well, just because these women did great things yeah. in their time, you almost should just celebrate that and yeah. not be like, well, they're still doing it, and bring them back, because it's like, well... You could have, you could, like, run an old, like something or a marathon and have it hosted. Remember they used to do stuff like that on like Comedy Central I don't know stuff. why they don't do it more. I love that. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do that more. Like they buy English series and adapt them for America and it's like just air the English version yeah. of the show. Who fucking cares? Hmm. If it's so good that you want it here then just air it here. Exactly. You know? What are those things that used to be on It's. I feel like it's so specific. It's like they're like talking about the series. Is that like the History Channel or like? So they have marathons. Or maybe it's PBS. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably PBS. PBS does that, yeah. Like where they'll play a, a full, cl- especially with English shows, as the example. But they'll talk. They'll have somebody like talking they'll about play the show. a full run of like Faulty Towers or whatever, yeah. and then they'll have John Cleese there. But then on top of that, they'll have like comedians or all sorts of people who are like, I first discovered this show, yeah. and it means to me blank. You know, like... They should definitely mix that, like, an I love the 80s vibe especially with little like, bits of marathons. And with how huge nostalgia is in this world, in our generation mm-hmm. and everything. We're doing a podcast about rewatching The Muppet Show. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like nostalgia, but we're literally doing this right now. In a world where, like, okay, so they just revived the Rugrats. Yeah. Why are they reviving the Rugrats and not just... Airing the Rugrats to a new generation. Because they need to be in 3D now. Or it doesn't make any sense. And the new animation style is so clean, it, it sucks. The The Rugrats' early seasons yeah. are so I love raw. that you could see the lines moving. Like, yes. that would, 
that was a vibe. Yeah, that, that was show was so raw. Yeah, it I looked loved like it, it was even made in by... the opener. It was like papa and like the thing yes. moved. You know, yeah, it, it was looked like it was it. made by people. Yeah, not like I don't know. I understand people are making this new Rugrats show, whatever. But yeah, it's but so generic and just like it's not going to be the same dialogue with Stu and the grandpa. Like you get a grandpa episode, you get an Angelica episode, you get an Angelica mm-hmm. like there, you get uh, a Susie Carmichael episode. Like there's yeah. so many different characters and different. Like, there's great sort of storylines and dialogue Mm -hmm. in that show. Yeah, and I think that they should just... I I really do think that they should just air them instead of remaking. It's so stupid. (sighs) So we open this week (laughs) with Kermit. Kermit comes out and refers to guest star Candace Bergen as a well-rounded person during his introduction. Stantler and Waldorf respond with cat calls and what Kermit calls male chauvinist pig jokes. Miss Piggy arrives to protest any kind of pig jokes. <laughs> I liked that. Me too. It's like finally Piggy is literally standing up and being like, hey, um, while we're at it, let's not do any more pig jokes. Okay. This is over. I have to mention, this was a very Piggy episode, but uh-huh. not the right Piggy. Was, I, uh, there was a whole bunch of Piggy issues. There was a lot of Piggy and of piggy a lot issues. of Piggy issues. They don't I, have Piggy like, down yet. They don't have her worked Richard out. Richard Hunt played Piggy numerous times uh-huh. in this episode, right? Okay. Frank only played her once. And it was here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in I the opening. I think so, maybe twice. And then they finally fucking replaced not Piggy in At The Dance. I saw that. I, I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Meg about yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, so Piggy declares that they should not do any pig jokes at all. This time, however, Piggy stands up for herself and states that she and Candace Bergen will walk if she's not oh, allowed to open the show. Queen. So then Piggy sings, What Now, My Love? And she's backed by three whatnots. Who gradually turn into monsters. That was cute. Yeah, I like this. Cute. The song was very familiar to me, and I looked it up, and I know that there's at least, I don't want to say it's an Elvis Presley song, I will say that there's a popular version by Elvis Presley, because mm-hmm. he stole everything, right? I literally have no idea. That was a vibe back then. That was mm-hmm. a style. Like, everybody, like, the record company owned songs. Yeah. And different artists put out that and, song, And, like, you put right? out this Is song, that- and it... It was touch and go. So now, you know, we're going to give it to Elvis. Let Elvis have his run with it. Yeah. Oh, and it was huge. Good. Yeah. Okay. So at least this song that we had faith in found it's probably listeners not like, and it found a, you know, a better audience. I agree. Terms must be different. I think I find that very interesting. It's like Sia sells Rihanna a song, mm-hmm. but Sia can't sell anybody else that song. Yeah. Not for how many years? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. What's the one? There's like a huge Diamonds. song. Was it that Shine bright like a diamond? She sold that to Rihanna? I think so. And, like, there's one that, like, is a huge song that I know that I had heard that, like, Britney Spears passed on. Oh, really? Or something like that. Like, there's these weird... It is so bizarre to, like, write songs for pop stars and just be like... It's a huge business. Whose voice am I writing in right now? Mm-hmm. You know, do you... Do I they don't... write the song and then say, oh, I think this would fit their style? Or do they write the song deliberately in their style? I think it's a mix. Mm-hmm. I think they probably write a song that they think they could sell, and then they fine-tune it for that person. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. I've gotten really into producers mm-hmm. and stuff like that as far as music goes. Like, uh, this is a really dumb example. It's, like, ex- extremely niche. But I was driving when Lord's, uh, you know the song by Lord Greenlight? It was a big hit a couple years ago. Probably. So we were driving, and I was listening to it, and I turned to Liz, my wife, and I was like, hey, could you do me a favor? And she's like, what? I'm like, could you look up who produced this song? 
And then she's like, okay, why? And I'm like, because I'm pretty sure this is a Jack Antonoff song. Yeah. She looks it up and she goes, oh, yeah, no, he did. How did you know that? I'm you like, could I don't, you could hear it yeah. in the song. I can't explain like, it. Like, Shine Bright Like a Diamond it, sounds like a Sia yes, song. Yes, it's a Sia song. Now that you've said that to me, yeah. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's a Sia song. Yeah. And, like, it's a Sia song that she could have released alongside, like, Cheap Thrills and stuff. Like, I don't know yeah. why, I that guess. That was a good album, that Cheap Thrills, that would... When she had sold that song to Rihanna, mm-hmm. she was not really doing the huge pop star thing herself yet. I, I, I don't think so. So I think that's the problem. Sia's music before then was like this like indie darling, right? Like she had, what's that song? Clap Your Hands, such a good song. What's bre- like hands. Breathe Me? Oh, you yeah. know, like she oh, had yeah. these like oh, huge, those. they were huge to a certain yeah. group of people, but like they were, it was an, she was an indie artist basically. Yeah. And now definitely pop. Yeah, she's on, like, everything mm-hmm. and everywhere. But I think it's really interesting, it, you know, the different record companies back in the, you know, 50s. Mm-hmm. and. Well, this is even back when they had, like, the studio system was still to a degree, right? Like, Elvis Presley times. P- people can were... just record so much more easily nowadays. It's like, yeah. you know, what's the barrier to entry to produce your own music or just mm-hmm. create a production company. Yeah, absolutely. We're sitting in the back room of a comic book shop recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like there is a way to buy technology enough to do your own shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. after Piggy sings the song, what? I really like Candace Bergen and I think for what it was, she did a great job. She wasn't mean to the Muppets. I like that she didn't sit for a talk spot. No, her talk spot was like a unique approach. I, I really like that because Kermit in the opening, he says like, oh, she's a well-rounded performer. She's an actor. I think he said she's she's a comedic actor. She's, you know, she has all these facets to her. She's a photographer. She's a world traveler. Oh, yeah. And, she- and they used both of those aspects of her personality to then develop characters for her to play throughout this episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, even to say that, like, we won't stand for male chauvinist bullshit. Oh, and then it was all about this feminism this episode. Oh, I don't know why I didn't get, get that at first. Like, with yeah. the Muppets. Because it felt, the storyline felt so disjointed. But honestly, I totally get it now. It, the whole thing was about Meg, what you I'm said. literally unpacking it to you. <laughs> okay, great. Like, I know what's happening. But yeah, no, I'm realizing this also. <laughs> Kermit lists these things that she is and then yeah. they show you the things that she is yes. in their sketches. This was actually probably one of the best produced episodes so far then from that aspect alone. Very interesting. Scooter was in this episode. Yes. Jennifer was in this episode. Mm-hmm. Wayne, and, Wayne and Wanda were not in this episode. No. After Piggy sings her song, though, we then go backstage to Fozzie where he starts his little running gag. This is gag cute. That he's I doing. like he it. Wire for Kermit the Frog. Wire for the Kermit for Kermit the Frog, and then he hangs a coat hanger on Kermit's face. Yeah, the frog. He was Kermit got some love in this episode, and by love I mean they everybody put him down. But... I also think Kermit had a chance to be pretty funny. Yeah, Kermit. Oh my god, Kermit did, and you got to see him sort of goof off. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I loved that. it. So then we move on to our hillbilly singer. He sings, put another log on the fire while Candace tries to do all the chores. At the end of the song, she rebels and leaves wearing a feminist t-shirt. I guess that must have been kind of like a a real taking a stance for mm-hmm. the 70s on network television 
in a variety show starring or at least taking you know, a pull yeah taking, yeah you're right i was saying or at least taking a stance like you're <laughs> at least take a political stance but i was still gonna say stance like why am i even saying that i liked this and i loved at the end when she i guess changed her clothes and grabbed the, the gun and she aims it at him changes her mind and then shoots the door off the hinges, the hinges and she did great timing there. she like jumped yeah out. She pulled who was that jim bit. henson you think in the? Uh, I think so. I think it was. Jim. The, he loves to fake play a did banjo. You, did you watch his his um, leg in the episode? Yeah, he had like no constantly knee. tapping. It was so weird. It was like a yeah. It was just. It was really weird. Just like a I bet stick. you he was pr- you, like this or something. Probably and probably bobbing like I want to say like a broomstick. Yeah. In that, oh in yeah. That ant leg. Did you see Piggy's legs in the first song that she sang? Yes. <laughs> they look so weird. <laughs> Very troubling. <laughs> They look so weird. They were, like, just too low yeah. from her belly, too. Like, she doesn't have normal proportions. It was she very weird. She was very weird, but I, I liked it. So then Fozzie enters, calling out, letter for Kermit the Frog, letter for Kermit the Frog. See, this is when I think it got kind of funny. And he, I, I liked that, he, so Fozzie hands him over the letter, and then Kermit's, like, kind of had okay. enough of this already, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get Scooter back. Yeah. And Scooter has no time for him. Oh my god, Scooty. And he's like, oh, I can't do that right now. Miss Bergen needs yeah, me. I That's another thing, is like, when when Piggy was saying that Candace and she would walk off, she she kept saying, Ms. Yeah. Ms. Bergen. Like, Ms. Magazine. Yes. Yeah. Very that. Very uh, Gloria Steinem. <laughs> I always get Gloria Steinem and Gloria Allred confused, <laughs> and I one time flew on the same plane as Gloria Allred. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. It was very cool. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it, well, because you know that like if something goes wrong on this plane, Gloria Allred's going to like defend you because <laughs> she was there, and you're going to get your settlement. You're going to be all set. Man. I don't know. <laughs> so then we move on to At the Dance, Droop. First of all, is the name of that green anteater guy who was dancing with Jennifer. Oh, Droop. Oh, Droop yeah. tells his dance partner that he was the teacher's pet in school. His, she was funny, Jennifer. His partner asks if if the teacher couldn't afford a dog. And then offended, Droop reacts by slapping the girl's face with his nose. I was just going to say that. Doesn't he slap her in the <laughs> yeah. face? Yeah. It was like... The girl. Her name is Jennifer. Correct it. it on Wikipedia. It, I, it, it, yeah, her name is Jennifer. That's canon. <laughs> Live, and then I really liked this one. This one is also noted in the note. Noted in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Doug's segment, noted in the notes. This one where George the janitor is dancing with Mildred and he says, Would okay. you mind if I pop the question? And he then, you could see him beforehand. With He's, the pin. He has a pin in his hand. <laughs> and then... Yeah, he pops that question mark balloon guy's head. I, I love that. And I he loved, loved it. it. So I loved it more because of and how much he And she rolled her eyes, yes. Mildred. Hated it. It was very funny. So that brings us to our panel discussion. This might have actually been the best one they've the done so far. The best that they've done, but I still don't like them. It is a very stuffy, boring It's not sketch. good. They need Keenan. To do Black Keenan, Jeopardy. Oh, Keenan, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Okay, Keenan Thompson probably not born yet by the time this episode yeah. airs. But Megan, you've given me a natural, <laughs> a natural segue. <laughs> so while looking up, as I always do when we watch an episode to find something interesting to talk about revolving around the date, I found actor Jaleel White was born on this nice. day. 
November twenty seventh, nineteen seventy six. Do you remember Jaleel White's most famous catchphrase, Megan? Are you? Are you? Oh. What? Come on. (laughs) You know it, Jaleel White. I can cut all this also. And she, I know. Megan mouthed me the answer. Urkel. Urkel. But did I do that? Yes. I know. But <laughs> I was unsure. So I just mouthed it. Urkel is Urkel? a very unnatural thing to have to mouth to someone too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or, do, or do you mean Stefan? Mm-hmm. Also Stefan. Good point. That had a, had to have been the most ridiculous show. Like, my parents wouldn't even watch that with me. That it was... got really, really out of control towards the end, too. Like, Urkel invents, like, a spaceship, and they fly to the moon, I think, at some point. And what a horrible message, because he had to turn into Stefan to, like... Yes, to be with the woman that he loved. Yeah, it was really kind of weird. For her to be able to be with him. Empathetic, and I hated it. Yeah. I, I never I watched watching. that show. I only liked Full House. I don't know what yeah, was wrong Full with House. my child brain that I only liked What Full other House, shows played at that time? Step by Step. I liked Step by Step, because I liked the roller coaster in the beginning uh, of the episode, yes. and that's probably the most I liked of the episode, I though. don't know why I also enjoyed it for that exact like reason. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's two seconds. But you're like, step by step. And they're in the roller coaster. Yep, I love it. And the music is escalating as the as the roller coaster is. Yep. And yeah. And who's in that mo- who's in that show again? A famous actor? Patrick Duffy. Uh-huh. And The Woman. The Woman. Su- Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Yes. Three's Company. Yes. Yeah. I was like famous woman. Chrissy I know her. From Three's Chrissy. Company. Look, that's little Chrissy <laughs> as a mom. And um that's really it. Wait, so when was Sister Sister on? Sometime that you Sister, didn't watch. Sister, that was a Disney show, I think, or a Nickelodeon show. I don't know what Probably channel Nickelodeon. it was on. You asked me this the other day. You're like, did boys Seven? watch this? No. no, they didn't. No. No. No, they didn't. I Yeah, because I don't understand the plot of that series either. Yeah, like the dad they're lets... Twins. They're identical twins that were adopted by two single people, question mark? Yeah, who never end up together. Okay, this is a And break- that's not... This Even is, like they a, do end up together. Do they? I, I I know they do. If fucking Scully and Mulder end up together, they definitely ended up together. Spoiler alert for Scully and Mulder. Yeah, really? yeah, I it's ridiculous. They had I've like never seen a I don't know that they that stayed finals. together, but I know that they had like a like a romance or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Jack A. Jack A. Harris. Scully is a lesbian. Dana Scully, lesbian. I, I think in every lesbian little girl's fantasy, she's a lesbian. Do people have crushes like that on Mariska Hargitay? Because I don't get lesbian vibes off of her. I, I will tell you that, yes, they do. I, get I, I accidentally stumbled into um, Mariska Hargitay love the other yeah. day because I think I was on Twitter and some, Mariska was Mariska. just trending. And I was like, why? Oh, did they cancel SVU? No. It was just... People spouting their love. Who is like ride or die who's SVU? The guy, who's the guy who used to be on? Who was like very famous? Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney. Yeah, he's back sort of. Yeah. Also, now on. they're equals. Like she made a name for herself because remember yeah. it, before it was like just Christopher Maloney. Have you like, watched a recent episode of SVU? No. They film it in such a way now that it looks like you're looking through a window. The frame rate is so jarring what? that the show looks too real. It sucks. It, it, I hate it. It, yeah. it bugs me out. 
I that and think. I can't believe it's still on. I know. Like, like when I used to go to the gym, I would see it rerunning up and how on do the you TVs. be? How do you hold that position? How do you remain like, a for, cop? I don't understand it. How is she not retired? I don't understand why people like still love that show, and it's about like rape of children and yes. like it's but, about like, like the worst stuff the worst version of yeah. all that stuff too because like I it's guess, always and they don't always get justice either no I mean, some of those episodes end and they're like okay hopefully we'll find him sometime so what? i had an ex who really liked svu and uh-huh. i would watch it with her sometimes and you do get sucked in though like yeah. i didn't ever want to be like oh put on svu but you know you end up taking watching one episode and then you're fucking just watching I watch SVU. all those stupid nbc comedies so if i did not change the channel fast enough i was watching a whole episode yeah. of svu after the good place or after <gasps> superstore or after whatever i would sit there and yeah, you do get sucked in. Because you have to jump out of it immediately. As soon as the episode yes. ends, if you have you to stop find it. the body with them, yeah. you're no. fucked. You're watching you're, yep. the whole episode. Because you got to find out where that body came they from. They get you from the beginning. Yeah. You with can- that first scene, <laughs> yep. you're like, God damn it. Uh-huh. I need to see what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you have any notes on the panel discussion? I have so many notes on the panel discussion. The main note being, get rid of the panel discussions. They- okay. They don't do a good job. The only thing that I really did enjoy about this was how it started as a conversation and then it turned into just like everyone railing against Sam the Eagle, who I cannot stand. Oh, okay. Things I, I like some okay things I liked about this sketch. Sam the Eagle was gonna get some. He was ch- trying to hit yeah. on Candace Bergen. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, Sam, go I for it." I can't stand him, but I would like for him to be happy. Well, I think it's funny that at least you see him happy sometimes, you mm-hmm. know? Everybody is so self-destructive in those panels, so I don't feel sorry for them. I just want them to, like, stop doing the panels. And mm-hmm. this was wrong Piggy. And immediately I was it like, was no, thank wrong you. Piggy. And Mildred was, a like, kind of rude to Piggy, calling her broad. And yeah. it was like, and in the Piggy, it was just like, okay, I guess this is Piggy's thing, this hi-ya thing. Like, let's have Piggy beat people up. Like, that's her shtick. You could find a much easier route for her to want to beat the shit out of Mildred. Mildred but she could doesn't be even a know-it-all. She could be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you wanted it to get to the point where Piggy hit her. Yeah. She could be she doing something. She doesn't be insulting. She's I know. just annoying as she is enough anyway. Piggy could just be like, oh my God, Mildred. Yeah, enough. Enough. Anyway. Then we moved on to our UK spot where Rolf the dog sings, it's not where you start. Three times. Three Very times. quick. And then it speeds it up. This was funny. The Scooter song is not memorable. Like, I don't. But I did appreciate the, like, my uncle loves this song. Could you please play it one more time? I think it's cute. You're 20 seconds. Yeah. And then he's in the middle of doing it, and and, and Scooter's like, uh, 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he's still playing. I liked this a lot. That was very stupid. And Scooter didn't annoy me in this. No. He was kind of, like, a nice added yeah. person. When he Not plays, it. it's good. When he's inserting himself, I don't like it. I don't like his banter with Kermit, I think. No. I don't think they're a good dynamic. I did, I hope the next sketch is the painting sketch. The next sketch is not. Okay. The next sketch is our talk spot, where Candace tries to take this Kermit's is, picture. Okay. I liked this a lot. But they are interrupted by Sweetums. Sweetums admires Candace's camera and tells, and she, and she tells him a bit about them, referring to one of the terrific cameras. Sweetums proceed to eat it. This was a little choppy, their dialogue back and forth, Kermit and her. Yes. Kermit, like, Jim, I, I don't know if it's Jim or Kermit. Like, I, I don't know. That was making it kind of off? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That mm-hmm. has trouble, I don't know, interviewing women. Well, Piggy even pointed out that, like, in the beginning of the episode, that he's weird when 
there's Other a female word, guest. Yeah. That was weird at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really liked the beginning. I did, too. It was too. very weird. It was weird. Because it really pointed the, a literal camera on what we've been saying yeah. when we watch these episodes. That, like, he is, you know, like, I don't know, they're, they are different when there's a female guest. Yeah. That's I liked very this true. a lot, though. Instead of, like, a flirty, touchy... They weren't sitting next kissy, to each other. Sitting, yeah, like, yeah. power dynamic thing. Yeah, with Kermit, like, on the... I don't know, like, almost on the shoulder. He's in, like, yeah, yeah. Instead, he was sitting there, and she was taking photos of him. Yeah, I liked it. Again, utilizing one of the details they had mentioned about her in the beginning. Yeah. So we're not painting yet. First... We go on to the Swedish chef as he prepares a spicy sauce that is so this hot was so that cute. smoke pours out of his ears and his hat flies off. Did you like this one? I loved this Yeah, one. it was very It was very, very funny. stupid. Yeah. He's cute. And I love when he, like, pretends to eat something and he has this... Like, oh, yeah. He's he like... puts his whole fist in his mouth. He's very weird. He's a bizarre character. Yeah, he's a very bizarre character. So the art instructor, Andre, sings, Look at that face as the Muppets paint portraits of Candace... When Andre is dissatisfied with animal's random work, animal paints on Candace. This uh, is the painting. Can page. I tell you this? What my favorite part was about this? Was it seeing Gonzo? Yes, Paint it was her Gon- with the Gonzo. Yes, I love that. That's too. my favorite part. Like he's like she's beautiful. Yes. This is what I think she looks like. Oh in my, my head. god! I know that they all did it, but Gonzo's was the best. Uh-huh. I loved Gonzo's. Yeah, I did not expect us. to... In starting this show to become fucking Gonzo and Piggy stands. <laughs> but, like, every time... Like, Gonzo coming up in a few segments... Yeah. Is, again, like, the cutest fucking thing in the I world. I like Gonzo. He's the best. Yeah. I, I like honestly his... never held such an opinion for Gonzo and in, before. And in Muppet Babies, he wears overalls, right? Mm-hmm. They're cute. <laughs> I, and in With the, the real... little chick when he... on his Yeah, on his, like, Camilla. Pocket. Yeah. And then the grown-up Gonzo, he wears, like, a little vest, right? Or a jacket? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he wears. I think... Yeah. He yeah. wears, like, that... He wears he wears all sorts of different clothes. He changes a lot. He does? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, he'll wear, like, a crazy shirt. Like, a crazy patterned shirt. The great Gonzo! Yeah. Oh, I love when he has, like, his, like... Cape. Evil Knievel costume... Does Grover ever host? Do they ever have another Muppet host? I don't think so. I don't know. Even when Bert and Ernie were on, it was kind of a big deal, too. Oh, wait. Bert and Ernie were on. Yeah. Yeah. But what were they on for? They weren't hosting it. They weren't on for any particular reason. They sang... When was this? We saw this I think it was Florence Henderson. Oh. I think Bert danced with Florence Henderson. Oh, yeah. Right? Doesn't that feel familiar? Yeah. Bert danced with whoever the guest was, at least. Oh, it was the Connie Stevens episode. Bert danced with Connie Stevens. Okay, that makes more sense, because I just remember Florence being mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't remember her doing anything else yeah. either. You're right. Connie Stevens. Mean. Okay. That was an early app. Okay, so then we move on to um, Fozzie backstage again. He enters with a note for Kermit the Frog, a G-sharp note provided by three frogs. Singers. This was cute. They were frogs. Mm-hmm. I like the other frogs. Yeah, me too. I, I don't understand why they don't have collars, too. Like, that's what really defines Kermit, is he yeah. has the collar, you know? Yeah, the pig, it's funny, the pigs are kind of weirded, too. Yeah. It's like the frogs and the pigs. The pigs have button, like, just Yeah, but doesn't his eyes. nephew have a little collar? That's how you distinguish him? I think him? he yeah. does. 
I think he does. Robin. Robin, yeah. Okay, so then we move on to Veterinarian's Hospital. Behemoth. I have another note for this week. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty's dad, Gritty's uncle. Okay, so Who Behemoth did... is in the hospital for a tummy ache and a sore throat. Dr. And he's Bob... looking short. Yeah, like... he, yeah, he's very stumpy. He's, very, he's like a head with legs, that's it. Yeah. Um, Dr. Bob hits his tummy with a hammer, giving him a tummy ache. But then the patient explains that he has a sore throat and he wants it to go away. Turns out he has a frog in his throat. It's Kermit. Kermit, quite annoyed, threatens to cancel the skit from the show. Yeah. I liked this. Kermit was really funny. And I also really liked that, like, he gave them shit afterwards, too, where they were like, we gotta clean up this operating room. It's a mess. And Kermit's like, you should see in the inside of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of our listeners and dear friends tagged Gritty. Yeah. After last week's episode. And it would appear that Gritty has perhaps confirmed that Behemoth is Gritty's cousin. Okay. Okay. Oh, maybe that's just how Behemoth looks. His feet are there. Oh, I didn't realize that. He is kind of short. So, yeah, um, we had suggested that Gritty be re- be related to Behemoth. And Kalen. And Kalen came through and tagged Gritty. Yeah, okay. Gritty has confirmed that they are cousins. Yeah, okay. You can see the resemblance. I definitely can. That fur color. Yep, exactly. The long head. demeanor. The length of them, even though <laughs> one of them is like mostly a head thing. So then after our veterinarian's hospital, we move backstage one more time. Fozzie believes he has the perfect topper for his running gag. He calls out, flower for Kermit the Frog, flower for Kermit the Frog, then pours a bag of flour on Kermit's head. Yeah. This, this is... was funny because Kermit got all flowered. Yes, I loved that. I thought he was going to do more of like a, a... Blow it in his face. Blow it in his yeah. face, not a full bag of flour on him. Yeah. Then we have Piggy shows up, tired of the abuse, she punches Fosse for Kermit. This is the wrong Piggy. Wrong Piggy. This is Richard Hunt. Wrong Piggy. It's weird to hear wrong Piggy defend Kermit also, but I guess it had to be wrong Piggy because Fozzie was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of wrong Piggy. Me neither. It's so weird. I don't know why... I don't know why he couldn't do both, but I guess... Hmm. Doug. Yeah. Yes. I'm reading Lorraine Newman's book, like you suggested. Yeah, how is it? It's so good. You have to listen to it. I heard her make, like, we'll say, like, the run the podcast circuit... Okay. The last couple of weeks promoting it, and it sounds like there can't be anything but amazing stories. Oh my in god, it. it's so good! It's way better than I thought. Like, yeah. I started listening to it, and then I was like, "Well, you know, I don't know," because my only note was that, like, I think in the beginning of the book, her voice, like, you have to have it on a louder volume. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's great. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. I really. I love Lorraine so much. I think she's she's one of my favorites from like the early yeah. years of SNL. And it's not through anything she did particularly on SNL necessarily. I've found her more recently in the last 10 or 11 years or whatever through like being on podcasts and guesting on all these different weird things. She still loves the comedy scene so much that she still does shows at the Groundling Theaters. And like, you know, versus... She was in the original Groundlings cast. Yeah, it's so fucking cool to me that, like, her it story... literally is in her blood. Okay, you know? so she grew up in L.A. Like, mm. she grew up around a lot of famous people, went to high school with a lot of famous people. Yeah. Like, her story is super interesting. Like, her exposure, her 
quirky ass parents, you know, like even that earlier bit about her. Right now, I'm on the SNL years and like oh. towards the end, like I'm more than halfway done with the book. Because even her SNL years are what six years? Isn't that really five? It? Five years? Like they, you know, these performers and like some of the but sketches she was like are in held movies. in regard in you know, but they were. Their tenure was so short in comparison yeah. to like even you know Chris Farley or uh, Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon. You know, like the original players did less time than a lot of these yeah. people. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, the original cast and Lorraine Newman did a uh, did a lot of voices like for that. She was on Hysteria. I know. You know. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. And in her book, like. Because she's talking about Dan Aykroyd at one part, and she meant she was talking about like a club that you know she went to go see music at, and it like really ignited her as a person in mm-hmm. her younger days. And she basically says like Dan Aykroyd was having a like a parallel situation. Like later, I would find out Dan Aykroyd is in Canada at a at a bar named Foof's. Oh no it, way! Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. Like, of all the bars in Canada, we've been to that one. Yeah, I know. I was excited. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but she started with uh, Marcel... Marcel... <laughs> I can't pronounce his name right now. It's probably because I'm, like, taking, you know... Again. <laughs> I can't remember words. Well, I really want to give this... I really want to give this book a listen. It sounds great. And I think even, like, her talking about putting it together, she said that she called Dan Aykroyd and, like, because I, I swear this is what she said. I was listening to her on Never Not Funny the other day, and she said that she, like, needed help remembering some of the stories yeah. from SNL when she was writing, like, that portion. Yeah. Because it was so many years ago, and... I'm sure also because like they were all on a lot of drugs. Oh, and she talks about it. And, like, she talks about it. She was. Do- they were doing coke constantly, doing coke. Yeah, and it was just a part of the day back then. It was just like it's people nuts. were just like taking bumps. And yeah, it's not. They say like writers' night even used oh, to be yeah. like it. That would be all they would do is just do coke all night. It was like I think Wednesday night is it's writers' crazy. night. They just do a ton of coke and then. Oh my god! Insane. Yeah, but it, I really highly recommend it. I definitely want to read it. I'm excited for you to get to like. She's also really into like modern music. She's obsessed oh yeah, with she dance goes music, and sees and she goes to like Coachella every yeah. year and stuff since they've started it. Mm-hmm. She's nuts. It's very, it's very interesting. I have nothing but good. And things to say. have you started the show Hacks on HBO Max yet? Don't have HBO Max. Oh, I think I talked to you about this the other day. Her daughter is the star of that show. Get out, her daughter. Opposite Jean Smart. Yeah. Wow. You definitely have to check that out. Wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. She mentions Chris Guest in her book. Mm-hmm. Was he on SNL or a yes. writer? I never. I yes. don't think I've ever seen him on SNL. In the late, like the transition period after they left. Oh, when Lauren sure. wasn't. He was a writer for sure. He might have been a performer at times. Okay. You know, like how sometimes the writers will be in like a weird thing or whatever. But I know Christopher Guest was a writer on SNL. Interesting. Interesting. Next up, Candace Bergen and the Muppets sing Friends. This was to cute. To cheer up Gonzo. This song. It's very Sesame Street. But... In my mind, as made famous by Donkey from the movie Shrek. Oh, That's yeah. That's my entry point to this stupid song. Yep. 
I'm like, oh, this is familiar. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I'm all alone. Poor Gonzo. Just feeling, like, left out. Gonzo's never gonna feel like... He, he because he's an outsider and he has that like trauma mm-hmm. like that early childhood trauma of being you know alone and unique you know he'll yeah. always have that with him i feel like he'll never feel fully accepted until muppets in space oh i didn't see that one that movie's like all about him and finding out what he is and who he is really yeah 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 it's not very good, but we'll watch it. Okay. For the Patreon. <laughs> it's One of the few things that I remember about it is for some reason it's also canon to Dawson's Creek. The entire cast of Dawson's Creek play themselves <laughs> when at you... like, this UFO launch site. It's very dumb. Oh, my God. When you say Dawson's Creek, all I think in my head is seven, seven. But Dawson's Creek has, it, has like an iconic theme song. I know. Also. I don't. They. I, don't I can. I conflate those shows. I never watched either of them. So. I watched a lot of Seventh Heaven as a kid. Seven, seven. My dad was like, "It's wholesome. <laughs> this is nice. It's on packs." <laughs> Meanwhile, like the dad has been me too to hard for being like I a know. creep on like young girls and yeah, James Vanderbeek. No, that's that's Dawson's Creek. Oh, okay, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Seventh Heaven was who the girl. Who's married to Justin Timberlake? Jessica Biel. Yeah. And Beverly Mitchell. Okay. Who was in Scree- Sc- Saw 2. Okay. Did you almost say Screw You 2? I almost said Scream 2, <laughs> uh. but I changed it. Okay. So then after they sing that song, Kermit has allowed Fozzie to wrap up the show. After he calls Candace out on stage, we hear someone calling Pie for Fozzie the Bear. Pie for Fozzie the Bear. And Kermit nails Fozzie with a pie in his face. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But did you see that they played the Statler and Waldar from last week? No, did they? That they said that they really liked the show. Really? Yeah. It's growing on me or whatever. Yeah. And then the banana. What oh was it? no! Like that. No, they didn't do the banana in it. What'd they say? But basically, they said the show was growing on them and they liked it. Oh, so they are just slowly being broken down. Yeah. You think they'll ever be like actual fans of the Muppets? I think maybe the they'll try it out for a little while, and then they'll probably stop it. <laughs> it's like being a fan of anything. Yeah. Well, next week we have Avery Schreiber. Do you know who that show. is? I have no idea. I have no idea who that is. This is the synopsis for the episode. To make Kermit jealous, Miss Piggy instructs Scooter to tell him that Avery is in love with her. Kermit finds out that it's all a trick, and Piggy karate chops everybody. Oh boy! Yikes! 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 This episode, the next week's episode, sounds scary. This episode aired originally April eighteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Let's click Avery Schreiber and find out who he is. Avery Schreiber was an American comedian and actor in the nineteen sixties and seventies. He partnered with Jack Burns as Burns and Schreiber, and detective with Rolf in a variety series. Our in the variety series Our Place in sixty-seven. So he is, I guess, a friend of the show mm-hmm. he made numerous appearances with burns on the ed sullivan show he performed solo on sitcoms my mother the car oh my goodness i know do you remember that show from the late 80s that was the dad like was in space and it was like this little girl who could communicate with her dad and like the family was that small wonder no i think the whole family was like a little bit alien. I don't remember. Fuck, what was it called? Uh, oh, wait. The dad was Swing in on space. a star. That's Small Wonder. 
No. If you'd like to swing on a star. Wait, so no, it's not Small Wonder. No, You're right. It's not. It, okay, no, it's not. This little girl, it's Small Wonder was the robot. Robot, right? yeah, this is what not What was her that. name? Like Chrissy, something like that. I don't and remember. it stood for like little girl, robot, whatever. I didn't watch that one. I watched this, this one. This show, yeah. the girl would go like this, yeah. put her fingertips together, and freeze time. Yeah, she would freeze time. Okay, okay, yes. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I used to really like this show when I was little. Sitcom, swing on a star. <laughs> Eighty sitcom, swing on a star. Out of this world. Out of this called. world, that's what it's called, yeah. yeah. This show was bizarre. Oh my god, this is the season four. Carrie Moonbeam's Home in This show ran for upwards of four seasons. Yeah, I didn't really like. I knew the dad was in space. Okay, I just so wanted to wait and see the little little girl do that. Out of this world. I remember, like in the opening of the show, like someone walks on next to a ladder and a paint can. Goes oh, that's my favorite! Yes, yeah. she, she does the finger thing and she stops the paint can from falling all over everybody. Out of this world. Are you gonna read the premise? Yeah. Thank you. That okay? It ran for ninety six episodes from nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety one. Dang! A teenager discovers that she has supernatural powers when she learns her birth father is an alien. Burt Reynolds was on this show? That's bizarre. Wait, so she was adopted? Or she her mom remarried? I guess or maybe her mom remarried? Does so the mom knows he's an alien? I have so many questions about this show. I mean, for the Patreon, as you always say, you could watch the pilot of this show. Uh, pilots are so bad, but too. I don't know. We should probably uh, watch the pilot of the show. I do remember watching, I would guess, in reruns. Okay, what show. what network would we find that on? How would we get it if we're going to watch the first episode? So let's see. Oh, oh, like, oh, is it on Peacock? Yeah. <laughs> so, Out of This World aired on NBC. So it very well could be on Peacock. Oh, yeah. We'll take a peek. Yeah. We'll take a peek. We'll take a we peacock. Can... This show has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> and an 8.3 8. out of 10 on TV.com. So... And all I remember is this and the paint can. And it's been for six fucking seasons, man. Yeah. And That's I think she nuts. had a cool phone in her room. How she talked to her dad. Probably every. Oh, like she could communicate with. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe, I bet you, if I know anything about fucking television, she finds out in the pilot that she has magic powers, and then the mom has to come through and say, like, "Mm, your dad's a fucking alien. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe the mom doesn't know. Maybe the dad, like, swoops down to Earth and is like, I knew you would find this day out. It's your 16th birthday. Like, something stupid like that. It's definitely reliant (laughs) on it being her 16th birthday or something. For sure. This is definitely. People from my planet, always, their powers appear. Oh, you got your powers. It definitely has something to do with, like. Is this a metaphor for, like. I was just going to say. (laughs) She's now menstruating and. Has magical space powers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You've become a woman now, my daughter. Yeah, you you're a woman. <laughs> and here are your powers. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know how we got here, but I'm really glad we did, Megan. We watched The Muppets. Next week, we're watching episode 16 with Avery Schreiber. You got anything else? No. 
<laughs> Besides, it's summer, and I like going to the beach. <laughs> That's one hell of a way. I like going to the beach, too, man. <laughs>